What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I am interviewing Jonathan Margell. He is the co-founder and CEO at Building Stack, which is a great technology company that can be used by property manager and property management companies throughout North America. Really interesting conversation just about you know solving your own problems first as an entrepreneur and then seeing how that can permeate outward and start to help customers. So we get into it. It's a good conversation. I hope you guys enjoy this, especially if you're in the real estate space. I think you will. But before we do that, as always, this show is brought to you by our social media agency. That is Cave Social. Cave Social helps companies grow online and we do so through social media. So if you are feeling stuck when it comes to what you're putting out there on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc., head over to cavesocial.com, hit that contact us and we will be able to help you out. All right, that's it. Sit back, enjoy this one. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the show. Today, I am welcoming CEO and co-founder of Building Stack, Jonathan Margle, to the show. Jonathan, how you doing? Very, very good. How are you doing, Jordan? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Life, life is moving. Twenty twenty, we're moving, but uh, things are good. We get a lot of things to wrap up for the holidays. I'm sure you as well. But I want to hear. I'm excited to get you on the show for a couple reasons. One, anytime I have a Canadian co-founder or founder on the show, I'm always jack up to hear their story. So that's one. And then two, I'm excited to hear about building stack. So why don't I uh, pass the floor over to you and get you to kind of tell our audience, you know, who you are, what you're about and how you got to this point with with building stack. Yeah, my name is Jonathan Margell, 34 years old, born and raised in Montreal, Canada. I've been very fortunate to, to have been exposed to real estate for the greater part of my life, more or less the only industry that I'm familiar with and kind of ever worked in and, and even studied. My classes were focused around management and in university. That was my first job out of university. So naturally after managing a couple thousand units, you know, I was very tempted to find a way to improve the industry, to improve the space, kind of build out this big giant Canadian-based prop tech platform, uh, building stack. We do a lot. We serve companies of all different sizes. Current footprint is about 150,000 units across the country of Canada and all major cities. A couple clients peppered in in the United States. That's uh, it's kind of a next step for us. And we do a lot. We have hundreds of features. We have several different modules. There's so many different tools for the entire tenant lifecycle that we address from posting ads on different listing channels for vacant apartments uh, centralizing communication between tenants and management, processing online rent payments by credit card, debit, bank, recurring payments. There's so many different tools and there's always a dozen ways to help out any company, no matter how big and what their needs are because of, of how rich we are with, with features and, and how much we continue to grow. So all that started about 10 years ago. The team started Team of Two, my co-founder Pablo and, and myself splitting up every role within the company for the first five, six years, started kind of hiring slowly, organically, methodically, uh, one role after the other. Right now, we're very close to to a team of 30, all in-house again in Montreal. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a little background of, of myself and, and the business that I started. Amazing. So Building Stack is a uh, piece of technology, right, that property management companies can kind of come and, and adapt and take on and use. And we were talking beforehand and you said, look, like, you know, you're really proud of the product and a lot of the features and how really how usable it is for these companies and people that you work with. Right. But 
one of the challenges in which a lot of people listening to this podcast are having challenges too. And that's when it comes to how do we get people in the door? You know, how do we get people to look and even just sit down and take a demo or, or go through that? So before we go through what you were doing today, I want to rewind the clock. Take me back 10 years and walk me through getting those first couple of clients. Were you knocking on doors? Were you cold calling? Was it just connections? How did that look to get the first you know, eyes on product? So you mentioned a few things that we did do. Again, we're very lucky to have a real estate investment portfolio in the family. So that was naturally the first client, the beta client, if you will. Kind of a unique part of my story and, and our story is that we were the first user of the platform. And more or less, it was built for us at the end of the day. But it didn't make sense to limit that, you know, the, the wonderful functionality and, and time saving that we created for ourselves to just us. And, you know, we're working with close to 300 clients now, again, of all different sizes and, and many different cities. And yeah, so originally, first client was ourselves, kind of to perfect it and, you know, work out some of the early kinks and, you know, all the beta stuff that you can imagine. But Following that, a lot of family network, people in the industry that, that we had relationships with, that it was a good opportunity to reach out to for the first time professionally. A lot of connections and you know tapping into the network to get started. And then following that, very much outbound, picking up the phone. You know, real estate was and, and is still very much extremely old school. People like to get a phone call. You know, not everyone. Some people send me an email, and and then uh, then I'll decide if I want to speak to you. That's fine. But you know, picking up the phone, it's not that hard to figure out who's managing which buildings, and you know, who owns which buildings, and what you know, how to best reach them. And that's how we've we've been doing things for quite a while. It's you know, the source for most closed deals is is outbound. It always has been, more or less. Yeah, it's interesting. You said a couple things there that I think I want to pull out. One, you know, you solve. People listening, if you solve your own problems first and build something to solve your own problems, you'll actually simultaneously be building something to fix your future customers' problems that you don't even realize. So I love when I hear stories of like, look, we built it for ourselves to use and then it ended up being useful. You know, that's so many entrepreneurs have that story and I think it's powerful to reiterate. And then two, which is something that doesn't get talked about enough and that there's a lot of industries, you know, you said like a handshake still, a phone call is still a big deal. There's a lot of industries where it pays to be leading edge and it hurts to be bleeding edge. Real estate is one of those. And I'm sure people listening, if you are in something that is, you know, quote unquote, more old school, yeah, you want to have technology that's usable, but you want to have those personal relationships because those are really what's going to help and what's going to help people make a decision and come on with your company. And when you're targeting a customer base, you're targeting people who are, you know, a generation above you or are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and they're going to be the decision maker. You know, they might not want to fill out seven Google forms. They might just want to go and, and have a phone call or talk or meet in person and see like, what does this actually do? I think that's so important because it's so easy to get caught up on the latest feature and forget about that there's a human on the other side of that deal that wants to know, hey, is this going to help my company? And can I trust you to do that? Right. I'll even address that from a, a slightly different angle because I find it super fascinating. Dialing back the clock to about 10 years ago, when we'd pick up the phone and speak to someone, there'd be a lot of people, like you mentioned, 50, 60 years old, and, and they'd be zero receptive. Technology, uh, my son deals with that. My daughter deals with that. Speak to them. You know, We like the way that we're doing things. There was a lot of that. Honestly, that's gone. 
I haven't had that feeling for several years. I haven't kind of felt that age perhaps would be hindering or blocking a deal. And a lot of the next generation did step in kind of naturally, especially influenced by COVID and and what's going on now to the point that not only are people overall more receptive to a prop tech solution or, or a platform like ours, they're actually looking for it. It's very different from the way it was. And and that's a blessing. I'm I'm happy that we're ahead of the curve. I'm happy that we have years of development and perfection, if you will, within the platform, you know, under our belt. And yeah, it's really exciting to be operating a company of this nature in today's day and age and not kind of feeling like, oh man, wow, COVID, let's let's start a prop tech company today and figure it out. I mean, there's hundreds of people that are at that stage today. We believed in this need a long time ago and, and now the need is very much, you know, prevalent in our day to day. Oh, and consumers are waking up, right? Like you you said there like that, you know, what was happening 10 years ago or, oh, technology that my son handles that now that's not happening. I mean, you made me think like my grandpa sent me a text with a poop emoji in it the other day. And, <laughs> and I was like, you know, to think about 10 years ago, him even sending a text message or like a grown man using a poop emoji. <laughs> it was just like it spoke to this way larger cultural shift that people are ad- adopting and adapting to technology at a much faster rate out of, out of necessity, like you said. So yeah, it, it's cool to see for sure. I want to shift gears a little bit and move now to 2020, right? And getting exposure. And we talked a little bit off the air about this, but really about how you all have been just saying yes to every opportunity for podcasts and talk to me a little bit about how that experience has been. Has it been, you know, new, exciting? Obviously you said yes to this podcast, but, and then talk to me how that's worked from like a actually facilitating interest. Has that been through like people on LinkedIn reaching out? Are you using it to kind of send to people after you initiate contact via phone call, email? Like how, how is that working for you right now? Do you know from a, an exposure standpoint? So it's something that more or less has picked up exponentially in 2020. We've kind of had our heads down, focusing on product, focusing on technology, building, building, building the platform, the platform, the platform. And this year, kind of something switched in in our minds. And we realized that the time is now to take over our web presence, kind of be more in control. What's showing up on Google? What review sites are we on? You know, how are we portraying ourselves on on social media, on LinkedIn, Facebook, being more involved at, at industry events? At the end of the day, you know, regardless of COVID, it is an industry where you need to be at the various events across the country, you know, across North America and show your face, shake some hands, kiss some babies, show demos in person. You know, we'll get back to that as time goes on. But considering the situation that, that the world is in right now, we've made a big push you know, to say yes to literally every opportunity. I've done a few guest lectures at, at my alma mater university and, and even high school uh, on Zoom, a bunch of podcasts. And we found that those initiatives have, have been very good for us and brought a lot of traffic and literally closed deals. So we're doubling down. To me, it's, you know, the time for us to shine and to get out there and spread the news and make sure that people are aware of our company, you know, more than ever is now the need is there. And it's not that challenging. You just need to get out there, find the right channels, say the right things, 
you know, just just have a consistent presence. For us, I'm going to rank LinkedIn as one of the better things. That to me is where property managers, you know, in our target market hangs out the most. So it's nice to post something like this. I look forward to sharing this podcast and getting the buzz train rolling even more. It's a lot of fun. It's so true, man. Just like saying yes to things and saying yes to shows and going on them with the like, hey, look, I'm just going to go. I'm going to be unapologetically myself, tell my company's story. If one listener finds that interesting, that's amazing and that's a win, you know? And they will. And, And you do that. And you said another thing, which is I've been harping on a lot lately is like the importance of consistency is saying yes and then doing them over and over again, taking opportunities, responding to those requests for podcasts, or there's a website called uh, listeners, it's called uh, Help a Reporter Out. Um, They're called Harrow's, right? And they're like PR requests when people are like, hey, we need an expert to talk about hiring during COVID. Like, okay, I'll write up a response and, and go through and do that. And I think it's such a, I can't beat this horse enough, right? To be like, Hey, you have to say yes to opportunities. You have to consistently show up and not be afraid to put yourself out there because things that we think are boring because we're in the day-to-day of these companies, the outside world and people are interested. And there are property managers who are going to listen to this podcast. It's just the nature of the world. Once we title it and they find it organically or through LinkedIn, it's so, so important. So I'm glad to hear you guys are are jumping on that. And at the end of the day, if I'm going to be selfish, it's fun for me. It's nice to chop it up with you. Uh, we've only spoken a couple times in the past, but it's uh, it's good to build on relationships. And I'm already looking forward to the next catch up and, and the next time we could potentially get on the air together. 100%, man. And that's exactly it, right? Is like, if you build real connection and you do it through, I think podcasting is a great uh, vehicle to just show personality and to have a conversation. And then it's like, there's a reason that Joe Rogan is so popular because people just want to listen to him talk and have these conversations and, and chop it up. And obviously we do this through a business and growth lens. And I hope people are able to, you know, if they're thinking about starting something that they took away from this podcast, really solve your own problem first and you'll be in a position to then go out and get customers. So that's a huge takeaway. Um, something I need to remind myself of daily. Amen. So Jonathan, before I let you before I let you go, let people know where they can find out more about Building Stack and connect with you online. The easy answer is buildingstack.com. It's our sales site. There's lots of information, videos. It'll be super clear uh, the exact ways that we can add value and and help out your operation in many different ways. Uh, you could also find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, a little bit of Instagram here and there when we're feeling good. You can reach out to me directly, DM feel free to email me jm at buildingstack.com. I'm a very available person. I like when people reach out to me and and to kind of have these conversations that you weren't expecting. So if anyone is listening and they're interested in finding a way of working together or collaborating, very happy to hear from you. Don't be shy. Yeah, I think I think those are the best uh, best ways to say hello and and find out more. Beautiful, and we will put links to Building Stack and Jonathan's LinkedIn in the show notes. So, look, if you're building a, a tech company, you're in the property management space, real estate space. Heck, you just enjoyed this conversation. Head over, connect with Jonathan on LinkedIn. I know that, like anything, most of the people who come on this show, we vet and they're very receptive. And if you have a genuine question, I'm sure that he'll be glad to shoot you back a response. With pleasure. Now, I'm going to let you go, Jonathan. Thanks so much today for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Much appreciated. Thanks for reaching out and for the opportunity. All the best during the holidays. Thank you. And listeners, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I will catch you next time. 